As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Ross Lick McGlicks. <laughs> I thought you were going to put, I guess that kind of put some snow into it, right? I thought oh, yeah. you were going to start off with a little snow pun. Um, no, see, I, I got to think about that one. Could have called me Mr. Plow. But that doesn't have any Magoot's reference into point. it. Um Plow. I don't wanna, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Yeah, don't, let me think please about don't it, use right? plow, actually, now that I, I I feel bad saying that. Well, it's going to come back on Thursday, and I'm going to figure out how to incorporate plow into it somehow. Now, I feel obligated to, and I think that our listeners deserve that. So I'll hit the workshop. Who am I to stand in the way of what the listeners want? You exactly. Know? Don't be selfish. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Then I'll, I'll stay out of the way. But we did get our first snowfall. Fun. It I was. Guess. I got to work from home. That's cool. But then it was like immediately turned into rain. I hate that. That bums me out. Because you get like the snowfall. It's pretty for a little bit. And then all of a sudden you get just this misting rain. So when I walked outside to go to the gym this morning at like 10 you get that, like, crunch through the snow instead of that soft, fresh pal. You know what I'm saying, bro? Fresh pal? That fresh pal, pal. Ah, dude, I know about that fresh pal, yeah. Yeah, everyone knows about that fresh pal, bro. But we didn't have any of that fresh pal, bro. We had that icy northeast fucking, you know, that sheen, sheer we ice. We haven't had snow in, like, three years. I'm not going to complain too much. That's a good point. And we're it supposed to get more nice. on Friday. Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, so yeah. so buckle up, baby. <laughs> Nothing like staying in on a Friday night, a little fire and some snow. You gonna come over here and have a little fire? Come on over and oh, cuddle right. up. Hey, hey, don't threaten me with a good play time. Some, uh, play some old school video games. I've got the switch ready to go. Yeah. Wow, this is this is turning into a night. <laughs> I don't know if there's gonna be enough time. <laughs> we have too much nice time. Little Friday. Need more time for activities. But uh, look, man. How you feeling? Don't no, we're not doing it. I'm not talking about it. We're gonna move on. Let's just go into the Bravo. This is the first time that I'm excited to just move on from the preamble. I I don't care. Okay, well I have to share one thing. Don't do it. It has nothing to do with that. All right. It's it's like uh it's not a rose and thorn, it's just a comment that I came across today that I thought was really funny. It has nothing to do with the Eagles. You can stop picking at your eyebrow stressed out. I how do you know I settle down? It's <laughs> <laughs> just not Eagles related. Okay. So I posted a video today about JT, and in the video, I say this is the worst kind of asshole. You know, he is the worst kind of asshole, whatever. Holly Myers commented, I don't think that's the worst kind of asshole, just saying. You have to offer up a little bit of a, an opinion there. I what is the worst type of asshole, Holly? What I gathered from that, the tone of it, if you will. I understand the tone of it, but she has to She's talking give us an about example. physical. Yep, I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not like a person, a person's. I, I yeah, I know. Blank. Yes, literally an asshole. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. Don't be gross. But before we get into the bravo of it all, as we know, we have a uh, Roslick part two to cover tonight. But we have our live show next week. It is Thursday night, so if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, you are running out of time and running out of tickets. So make sure you get those tickets fast. Green Room Forty Two. You can head to our Instagram. The link is in the bio to purchase tickets. Thursday night, come out and hang out with us at the Green Room 42. It's going to be a blast. Aaron Litchie is joining us on stage. We have the Brooke Ashley coming out as well. She's going to be emceeing for us and joining us for some conversations. So it's going to be a great time. If you haven't purchased those tickets, make sure you get them ASAP. 
Another announcement. We have a show in Philly March 6th at the City Winery, so if you don't have tickets to that, make sure you get those tickets too. But get the tickets for next week first, just so you have those ones, because that's sooner. So get those, and then, or get them both at the same time. But just yeah. buy tickets. Yeah. Okay? I, I always think about the uh, the taco commercial where the little girl says, why not both, when it's like the, the hard and soft. Yeah, that's yeah. cheesy or data crunch it. Yep. yep. That's, that, that's how we're selling this tour. Yep. Cheesy Gordita Crunch Tour. Just, just I, that's the, hard to say. It's the Cheesy Gordita Crunch Tour with no affiliation to Taco Bell whatsoever. That'd be a really cool sponsor, Taco Bell, if you're listening. I love Cheesy Gordita Crunches. They are fantastic. And bring back the Chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, get it at the bell. Dong. <laughs> Forgot Didn't about that. say those. something? Uh, yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I want Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. That's our platform now, but... Without further ado, why don't we just jump right in? Because we got a reunion episode. These tend to be a little bit more action packed. And uh, what did you think about part two? This is honestly what I thought we were going to get in part one. Oh, I just I the figured, kind of filler space. Yeah, it wasn't really filler space necessarily. It was just hard to follow. Yeah. So typically in part one, when animosity is really high. Everybody just starts yelling over each other, and that's what we got in this episode. So where I praised last episode, and I praised all the women in the show for not jumping all over Monica, they did start to get into it, and it gets a little unclear because it doesn't you don't get a whole lot out of this. No, you get a lot of talking over one another, a lot of yelling over one another, which, again, is understandable. Like, we know that there's a lot of pent-up tension here, so this yeah. is going to happen at some point. But it serves Monica. It, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely does. Because if you're going to get somebody like Lisa, who was very calm, cool, and collected in the first episode, to just start yelling over you and react to your insults, you're winning. Because you're making other people look bad. When in reality, Monica is the one who has to face the music at this point. As long as she keeps everybody just kind of yelling at each other, she doesn't ever have to answer. And obviously, we're going to get a lot more in the third episode, it looks like. But if she keeps going down this road, she can dodge a lot of questions. I think she can dodge a lot of questions. I will say it works with Lisa because Lisa ends up just kind of spinning a web. And I, I think she's trying to just fire back as quick as she can. Right. She ends up contradicting herself sometimes. And that does serve Monica. But I don't know if it serves Monica the whole time because there are moments where she's yelling. And when she gets caught in something that she's not either unsure of or it's a lie, that's when she just goes straight to an insult. She'll yell, shut the fuck up to somebody. She'll point and say something mean at somebody. And that's when she loses me. And I'm like, oh, see, now the other side's winning. So I, I agree with you with the fact that it will help avoid some of the questions because if she's yelling and they're yelling back, it's just wasting airtime. But at the same time, I think there's instances, and I saw tonight, where it's it's actually hurting her because she just gets in her own way. She's saying too much. Yeah, I, I think she is, and she has no game plan. That's the, She uh, doesn't. The end of the day, it looks like her only game plan is that burn book that she's going to pull out, which... Will it land? I am not give, I'm not getting my hopes up for that one. I just don't think so. It, it's all based off of context clues, seeing the clips from next week. She only has it out and open for... I don't know, like 20% of the clips for next week. So clearly she doesn't use it that long. So my thing with that, I agree. And I've, I've gotten used to not getting excited for receipt teasers. Yeah, because they are always, we have not seen one receipt in our tenure of doing this show where I've been like, holy shit. I don't, I'm sure there has been moments where people have pulled things out. 
I don't know. I would I would actually argue that the receipts Heather and Lisa are pulling out with the audio clips. The audio are hitting. Actually, it's a good point. But they weren't teased. Yeah, no, you know, they it wasn't. They weren't flashing a burn book on the screen. No. It's just that that came out organically. Yep, that happens. But anytime we see a clip of somebody pulling out a folder or pulling out a stack of papers or pulling out a burn book, nothing ever comes out of it really. So I'm trying to not get my hopes up. But what has happened because of this season? I never get my hopes up for the big reveal at the end of the year. They landed it twice because they brought the black eye in and I didn't get mad about it. I was happy to find out officially that Jen Shaw punched her. So like, or maybe punched her, I guess. We don't really know. She just said she gave her the black eye. So let's just be happy with what we have. Yeah. No, I don't. Not get too dumb. I'm not I don't want to go down that rabbit hole I'm not again. getting greedy. Okay. I'm not getting greedy. I'm just saying because of their success in landing two reveals at the end of the season, I am more hopeful than I would be, but I'm not Delulu. I was going to say Delulu. Delulu. And then I said, I'm not delusional enough to <laughs> think that like Meredith. it's guaranteed to be a winner. But I am more hopeful than I would be in other years. Okay. Okay. But we'll see. I'm curious. And then my other question is, is that just a marketing ploy by the Mean Girls movie to shoehorn it? Oh, man. That's a good one. You know what I mean? It's just the, the clips timing of, of it. didn't realize it was a musical and they got in there and as soon as the first song started, they're like, ugh. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you a musical guy? It Live, yes. Well, it depends, actually. That's not true. I like a lot of musical movies, too. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if it works with Mean Girls, though. Oh, it's the Broadway musical has I'm sure great the, I'm sure the live oh, Broadway was saying. great, but like transitioning to a movie. Okay, I get it. Like I It's not, it. not going to hit like The Greatest Showman. My buddy's in it. Brian Altimus. There you go. Yeah, you can go watch him. He's in Mean Girls. He's one of the, uh, damn it, I forgot his name, in the movie, but he's in it, and you can watch him in it. Damn it, we just plugged Mean Girls. Yeah. We're not Mean Girls, Taco Bell. Yeah, a lot of free ads today. <laughs> but anyway. Shout out our real ads. Yeah. We love Bubbly and AG1 and Magic Spoon. Yep, Hell yeah. Sure do. But let's get into the reunion. Let's try to pick this thing apart. It is a little bit more erratic than last week, but I'm going to do my best. So we start out recapping the Monica and the LD stuff. And what I want to talk about with this is, because she makes a lot of claims, and I did notice that Andy is very open to her responses he's not critical of them he's taking them at face value so we're not getting into yet whether or not the ld monica relationship and we've seen the videos come out of them talking behind the scenes about how scenes went in the show obviously linda's been on an absolute tirade on twitter since the season started airing about saying she never wanted to be on the show and monica set her up for this and that and this and that writing this whole narrative that all of the stuff that we saw pretty much was staged by monica now, when you're listening to all of this, are you believing Monica? Are you down the middle that there's some truths and some lies? Or are you firmly on the end of, I think she's now making up pretty much everything? Uh, it's definitely down the middle. And you can kind of pick it apart based on the instances that she brings up. I think there are some that she's completely made up, such as the prayer that her mom said. Right. Where Monica didn't feel like she auditioned well enough to get on the show. And her mom's response was, if Monica doesn't get it, let's at least hope that I do. Let it be me. That doesn't make any sense. Let it be Let it be but, LD. But here's the thing. And I think that if Monica hadn't done the reality Von Tease thing, obviously, we would believe pretty much everything that she's going to say. Because LD has shown this behavior all year between Twitter and on camera that I would believe everything that Monica's saying because this woman is unhinged. Yeah. She is way out there. You can However, agree on that regardless, right? I think there is some things, and it makes sense, and I get it from a logical standpoint, 
Monica's throwing in these ridiculous things that her mom has done to her specifically to try to garner a little bit of sympathy. Yeah, for sure. Because she's in a really bad position where everybody's going to go after her by the end of the reunion anyway. So she knows that. So let me throw out my interpersonal relationship with my mother to try to get some sympathy from the audience and say that my mom was a really bad mother. And then maybe some people will feel bad for her. I think that's what she's doing. I understand that's what she's doing. But there are some things that she said that I just flat out don't believe. It is interesting to me that the women in this group are capable of compartmentalizing to give sympathy in this moment. Yeah, I don't know know how they're able to do that. It's pretty incredible. And I think that it actually, it hurts Monica's defense a lot because that was her ace in the hole was, well, I still have to go through this situation. Whether you believe everything else or not, my relationship with my mom really does suck. Heather's sympathetic. Whitney's sympathetic. Even Lisa's like, yeah, like it's pretty fucked up and it sucks. Like all of the women that hate Monica have acknowledged in this moment, like, yeah, we feel bad for you in that. And I think that that's a huge dent in her armor because I think that was her whole platform was Mm -hmm. to live and die by that. But we get to like Lisa's comments about Monica and how she talked about her and LD's relationship. And this was nice to see from Lisa, like pull back and say, I didn't get the whole picture. I didn't understand the ins and outs. I watched the season and yeah, clearly there's some issues here. So it's nice. And again, it goes back to them being able to take themselves out of the big moment and just focus on the little things. And it, it shows growth in our housewives, in our core four. That's what we like to see. We love to see that. The next thing I want to talk about is the Greek Easter fiasco. And this was a little bit confusing. And there, look, production did a great job on this season overall. Like it was an entertaining season. We got a lot of tidbits and we got a lot of good moments. But a lot of these unseen footage scenes are like, crucial scenes because that scene right there that was she allegedly fell down the stairs threw a shoe at somebody people got so outraged they left because they feared for their safety according to angie we watched the scene play out she does in fact fall down the stairs that actually happened i did see her take off a shoe and like shovel pass it away i didn't think she was aiming for anybody i didn't think she was intentionally trying to hurt anybody and i'm not a monica advocate here i understand she's under the, the microscope right now she didn't throw a shoe at anybody no, she didn't throw a shoe at anybody. Angie's definitely blowing it up a little bit. If anything, maybe the people that were at, and this isn't a shot at Bravo at all, but maybe the people that were at this party just didn't want to be around cameras. And maybe. they know how this works. Or they Monica saw is, blow up upstairs and they're like, fuck this. Yeah, between Monica and Angie and then Monica and her mom and everything else that's going on around them, maybe they just don't want to be there. I don't blame them. This is I, wouldn't, a bad I would hang out because we know how Bravo works, but... If I'm a non-Bravo person, I'm going to look at that and be like, you know what? I'm going to take my kids out of here. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. This yeah, is this is uh, ooh, Easter Chick- Sunday. Oh, they can't go. Mm-hmm. They can't go. Can't even go to Chick-fil-A. Bullshit. That's the marketing at its work. Yeah, I, you know what? But it, I don't... You heard Sunday and you're like, I want to go to Chick-fil-A. You can't. You can't. But you know what's weird to me? Is that they have a Chick-fil-A in the Falcon Stadium. Yeah, they only do it because uh, Georgia plays there, too, so they can on do it on Saturdays. Oh, Saturday. yeah. uh, okay. And other events like concerts and stuff. Okay, cool. Well, now you guys all know that. But uh, back to Greek <laughs> Easter. Um, <laughs> the funny thing here, and this is, again, we have said from the end, and people have come out and said, you guys just hate Meredith and blah, blah, blah. We don't hate anybody. What has Meredith done? Nothing. She hasn't she done hasn't anything. said anything. Me. I don't even think she spoke except for thank you to Mary for saying, or I love you to Mary. She had last week, she had a couple of sentences that she's just trying to deflect and plays the semantics game once again. But during the season, you know, she didn't do a whole lot either. She dropped the little hint here and there about the rumors and walked away. But we get a bombshell right here. And I believe 100% this happened because she immediately plays the semantics game. 
Monica said, when I fell down the stairs, I had a conversation with Meredith. And Meredith said, you can take her house. Let's take her house from her, is pretty much what Monica was saying that Meredith said. Meredith said, that is certainly not what I said. That is certainly not what I said. I said, it's definitely a liability issue. I said, it's a liability issue. You said that she could take her house. You said you could take everything. I know how this conversation went. You were smirking. You were saying that she could get over on her, and you got excited, and you built into it. You poked the bear a little bit, and now you're getting called out by Monica, and you're going, oh, shit, semantics, liability, Meredith. What is it really that Meredith has against Angie? I mean, obviously, she talked about the rumors, and I think we talked about this last week, too. We're not really sure what the core of this issue is between Angie and Meredith, why I can absolutely see her sitting there and telling Monica you can take her house from her for a liability issue yeah. for not having a railing on the way down to the basement steps. And Angie says nobody's ever fallen down those steps before. I find that hard to believe. There are children in that house. Somebody's definitely fallen down those steps they look, before. They look like very fallable yeah, steps. Yeah, they're definitely fallable steps. They look slippery <laughs> as hell. But yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know. This is just Meredith playing the semantics game. And then she kind of stops. And that's pretty much it. Like She knows a little bit better, I guess, than to keep talking. Well, she, no, I, she gets weirdly saved and this has happened all season and it's crazy. Like she, for whatever reason, when she gets into the thick of it, something happens and derails. And that's what happened here because the lawsuits come up immediately yeah. and she sidesteps. I don't know if they she's going to sidestep it next week too, because they will talk about the DMS and her involvement and then it'll just go right into Monica. Well, look, I want to get to the bottom of Monica and reality Von Tees and all of that, but Maybe she is innocent from the DMs. Maybe she could be exonerated. I'm not here like nailing Meredith to the cross. I'm saying there's questions and we don't have answers. And I think that it's annoying that we don't ever get to grill her. Like, yeah. How come we're not going after Meredith a little? Like, push that a little bit. You start to, then you pull back. And I get there's a bigger fish here with Monica and the reality Von T stuff. But at the same time, Let's get some answers. Let's try yeah, to get some what answers. What do you actually think is going to come out of grilling Meredith? Nothing, but I, I guess that... You get some satisfaction out of it. It's good enough for you. Not, no, 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 no. Like, okay. I don't want to see her get pressed just for the sake of getting pressed. I don't think that's ever fun. Well, she deserves see. to get pressed sometimes. A little bit, for yeah. sure. But especially if there's underlying info that we could find out. I'm not saying she did anything, but I'm saying there's been patterns. She brought the rumors up again. She got away pretty scot-free most of the season by just playing the I'm not engaging game, and it worked. And I think that's bullshit that... Monica blows everything up, and now we don't have to hear from Meredith at all. Firmly stating once again, I'm not calling her guilty. I'm saying let's dig a little bit. Yeah, I need more because even with obviously everything that's going on with Monica, and you can easily say everything keeps going back to Monica, so Meredith gets side-skirted, if you will. Everybody else is contributing. They Heather's are. talking a lot. Lisa's talking a lot. Angie's talking a lot. Mary. Whitney, Whitney's talking a lot. Mary comes out and starts immediately talking about everybody meredith still hasn't done a lot so you can't even use that excuse and say well you know what everybody's going after monica meredith should also be contributing in some way shape or form and she's just not and i kind of remember last year having this same complaint at the reunion that meredith's not doing anything what that tells me from her that she's not contributing to the monica conversation i f i believe that her and monica had more conversations than she wants to admit and i think she said some shit along the way and after that comes out, that she about the liability thing and getting the house, I think Meredith's like, shit, I might have said too much, and she's going to keep bringing it out. I'm just going to saunter back over here, not say much, and hopefully they kind of look past me. It's a good theory. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. But the lawsuits then come up, and this is where I get like, 
back and forthy with it, if that is a phrase. It's definitely not a phrase, but go on. I'm back, backy and forthy. Oh, okay. There you go. I added You to matched it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Backy forthy. And now I took the end out. It sounds so, hot, actually. A little backy forthy. Yeah. We're backy forthy with it. And, um, <laughs> threw me off. Took a date back to my house. We got a little backy forthy. We got a little backy forthy back in my place, but <laughs> this is where I get. <laughs> we're derailed now. Damn it. Stay on task. I get back and forthy with it only because she says, I've never sued anybody in my life. And Heather's like, well, you're suing me right now. And she has a good point. She's like, I'm counter suing you. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's true. Semantics. You are suing. I, it, yeah, that's just protecting yourself, I think. But I'm just saying, like, okay, let's list the law. Everyone's going yeah, to think I'm defending Monica and I'm not. I just want evidence. That's all. A weekly occurrence. Yeah. You were defending Monica. But I'm and not. Then saying, but I'm not. I, because guys. I'm not. She is behind Reality Von Tees. I think she is the sole perpetrator. I think she had help from other people, but she was the driving force. Okay? And I think that she deserves the backlash for it. Well, let me get that out there right now. Okay. But when all this is coming out, the lawsuits, the lawsuits, the lawsuits from Angie K. okay, what are they? Just that's all you have to do. Just say what they are. Yeah, and then that's when we get kind of stuck because then Monica's just yelling over everybody who's then yelling over her and we don't get answers. Yeah, because Lisa jumps in and now it's Lisa versus Monica. I cannot tell you what they were arguing about. It was pretty much no idea. like who talked more shit than the other one, I think. But I can firmly say that we get a great moment that was almost brushed over. And thanks to all of the Instagram accounts that caught it. Touche. 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 It's touche. There's a silent T in there, but I like to make sure that it's... No. There's not. There's not. <laughs> T-O-U-C-H-E with the tilde over the, the E there. Touche. Now, as far as where it comes from, I do not she know. She doesn't speak French. Who knows? Is it French? But during this tirade back and forth, again, there's not much really happening. The only thing I can pull out of it is Lisa defends the fact that she said, nobody wants to be your mom. And this is where Lisa hurts herself because... She tries to say that it wasn't that mean. Like, I, I didn't mean it like that. It was taken out of context because she said this about me, that I'm not her mom. So I said, nobody wants to be your mom. You see what I'm saying? It's like, that's the same thing. That doesn't change anything. Yeah, she knows what she did. Exactly. But, like, she plays the game where she's like, nuh-uh. <laughs> but that's what I don't understand is what Monica did and what you found out that she did. You can say whatever the fuck you want to Oh, her. yeah, honestly. You can rip her apart if you want to. Just own it. Uh, that's honestly like it. take the Lala stance from Sandoval. She didn't know what the hell was going on, but she was super mean to Raquel. Yep. And now she's exonerated because she was mean to somebody who was doing something behind everybody else's backs. Lisa could do the same thing. Take the yeah, Lala, I, I don't approach. care. I, I said nobody wanted to be your mom because I watched your behavior with your mom. End of the day. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. You're a terrible person. Yeah. And by the way, given everything coming out, I think you and your mom are the same person. So mic drop. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, that would be a much better approach. I like, yeah. I would, yeah, I would have had a lot more respect if she just stood up for it. And this has no weight at all. I just need to say it out loud because somebody called John a penis head. And I need to know if Angie K just didn't want to say dickhead or if he was actually called a penis head. Yeah, we need Sutton out there to bring back dickhead. Sutton That's went on the after show and said dickhead and then messaged us and said, I'm on the platform, boys. Like, she's more of that. Bringing dickhead back. It's a great word. You grew up around the Philly area. Then yeah, I, say it. I, it's 50-50. I could see somebody on that cast saying penis head. I think it, oh, that's a good point. 
Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. I don't know. Who even said it? That's the other thing. Is it Monica just... said it. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, Monica called John a penis head because like... then Angie said it's weird because she called him a penis head. And then said that she wanted to fuck John. John and... Seth. But John was the penis head. But she well, said she in what to fuck. context did she call him a dickhead? That's what I that's what she we never really got. Him a dickhead. Yeah. I don't know. I, now I we're playing semantics. No, I I hate not getting answers because that was brought up and Monica didn't deny it necessarily. She kind of did. But she's played that move. We don't know in con- like what context how was JB husband boss included in this at all? Just to throw him out there. Yeah. Just to just to add to her trail of destruction i think it's just like and she also said this about john like they're just going to keep adding to it but this is also again where monica doesn't help herself out because like you said she doesn't deny certain things she'll just tell you to shut the fuck up right. or call you a name it's like all right well there's clearly some merit there and we need to take that into account and this gets us to multiple names monica as i wrote down for this segment and um we dive into this and I need your opinion because it does seem that Monica has an answer for everything. It mm-hmm. might not be the cleanest answer, but there is enough of an answer that if you wanted to put the pieces together, it does make sense. She said, I started out with this name because my mom had this name. Now, the only thing is every single shred of evidence comes with a caveat. This happened because of this crazy story. And then this happened because of this crazy story. And I landed here because of this crazy story. All could technically be plausible, but now you have to believe that all of these things happen. I'm not saying her mom didn't change her name because she was being treated differently for having a Latin last name. That's not what I'm saying. But when you add that to why you changed it after your divorce, to why you changed it, obviously you changed it when you got married because you got married, but now you're saying you changed it because you wanted your own family name after the divorce. Is that true? Could that be? Yeah. Is that where your head was? I don't know. And that's where all these question marks come in. So I guess my question to you is, and I know where I stand on this, but do you believe that she used her multiple names to her benefit to try to finagle some things, either via lawsuit, via trying to get money, trying to just beat the system, I guess? I don't think that's the reason why she goes by different names, but I do think it was a byproduct. I think she went back and realized that she has access to these other names. And when it comes to applying for credit cards, as long as it's on your credit report at one point in time, you can get whatever the hell you want. And that's probably what she was doing. So I think she realized that at some point, maybe somebody told her, probably Jen Shah. Um, But along those lines, yeah, I, I think that the common denominator is it's Monica. So all of her reasons for changing names and this and that and whatever... The reason behind it is that she did something. Yes. Something bad happened that she was the person who did it. Fucking your brother-in-law, for instance. Maybe you want to run away from that name. Understood. Makes sense. And instead of going back to the first, you have a a disconnect with your mom. You don't want to be associated with your mom anymore. So you change your name again and you go back to your dad, who you haven't seen since you were three. And you don't even really want to see him, as we learned earlier in this episode. But you still went back to his name because you want to start a family and have your all of your kids have his name. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. 
But rather than trying to wrap my head around it, I think I'm just coming to the end result of Monica's a little out there. Yeah. And we don't need to understand why she does everything because that'll make us a little crazy. I think, so I agree with everything you said. I think that she is self-serving and she uses situations such as a certain name or an opportunity to say a certain thing or do a certain thing to give her a leg up. I think that everything she does is an opportunistic move to try to further her life in a selfish way. That's yeah. what I think about Monica. Including being Jen Shaw's assistant. Correct. Yeah, I think that's why she did that was to get to this point where she is right now. I don't think she expected to be out as reality Vontees, but I do think she's very happy with where she has landed. I don't think that this is by mistake. I think this was by design. I don't think the plan went according to plan, but the end result was just as good as she wanted it to be. I think she knew she was going to be out of by reality Vontees. I think she knew she would eventually. I don't know if she knew it would be season one. That's fair. But maybe try to milk it for a couple seasons before yeah, she gets there. Yeah, I thought maybe next year it could have come out, but I think that this was way better. Oh, but um, producers felt like they needed it this year. I agree. They did, and it saved the show. But we get to Jack's mission, and so he's been out in Cali doing his thing in Orange County, surfing with the bros, hanging out. Instead of being on his mission, and there's a very simple explanation here, and even Heather backs it up. I guess Jack's visa got denied, and this makes a whole lot of sense because if you're sending the government a photo for a passport or a visa or something that an important legal document, you probably shouldn't take a shirtless photo on a boat because you are happy about the way you look. And I agree with Heather. This was definitely the first ever visa applied for via Mormon via shirtless picture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And obviously there were a lot of questions about Jack and his mission. Did yeah. he go to Columbia? Did he not? Was he ever going to go? Who knows? There now. We think he's there now, but I Lisa made a joke to start the segment off. It was funny. And it's like, all right, that's funny, but are you deflecting? Is he going? I don't know. The funniest part is when she was saying all that, I was like, she's like, no, he's out in California surfing with his friends and doing this. I was like, he might be, though. He actually that probably is. I didn't know she was joking until she kind of like went to the next part. I was like, oh, that was a joke. But is that a joke? I, I don't know. I, I it, think he's there. I think he's there. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I do. I think Jack made he it. He may to, have gone down there. I think he made it he to Bogota. He may be back already. He might be back. <laughs> I think he made it there at some point. He went point. for a weekend. Yeah, he went on vacation in Bogota. No, no, no. No, I think he went, but. It seemed like a vacation spot. <laughs> it's, I'm sure there's at least a resort or two you could go to yeah. in Bogota. But Andy asked Heather, like, what was your holdup with this whole thing? And as we know, Heather left the church, and she's got a weird relationship with Mormonism. And the conclusion that she came to after working through all of it is is similar to what we discussed during the season. You know, at some point, you got to recognize that it's not your child, it's not your place. We understand that Lisa's relationship with the Mormon religion and Mormon church is not that of most Mormons, period, not just you, Heather. She has her own kind of outlook on it, and it seems to work for her, which is made very evident in about five minutes when she tries to jump into the Mormon conversation that Mary brings up and has nothing to add to it. But I think Heather at least reached the place where it's like, look, I get this is triggering for you. You're not Jack's savior. At the end of the day, that's his mom and dad. They're all in agreement. This is what he wants to do. You can compartmentalize, as Whitney said. Whitney showed up to the dinner because she wasn't going to bring up the Mormon thing because it's not her place. Just because she doesn't agree with your religious choices or your choices with your son does not mean that you can't just go shut up, grin and bear it, and be a supportive friend. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that this is 
the result of Heather going back and watching the season. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Talked about watching the game film. Got to check she, tape. She went back. She watched the whole season, and I, I'm giving her a pass, obviously, because at the end of the day, it really wasn't that big of a deal when it was happening. It was a storyline that we got to talk about for a week or two. We didn't really understand it, but props to Heather for understanding it on a different level and and showing a little bit of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and removing herself and able her being able to convey how she felt and realizing that it was a personal issue it had nothing to do with jack it had nothing to do with lisa it was all about how she felt about the situation and she felt just not included at the end of the day she felt like this was her being ex was she even excommunicated from the church heather i don't think she was excommunicated she left left, right okay so her leaving the church she feels like she missed out on all of these other what? things and that was like her childhood. So yeah, it, it drummed up a lot of old memories for her, maybe some fond memories and she didn't really know how she felt about them. I take that back. Something happened with her and her ex-husband. I don't know if she got excommunicated, but I do know that uh, I don't know what this man's name is, but apparently he's a major figure in the Mormon religion. Yeah, we've gotten in trouble for not understanding the Mormon church before, so I'm not even going to try. I will. I don't care. Yeah, give it a run. What I, do you think? Um, no, I'm not, because that's just more like- John Smith know. came down. <laughs> Joseph Smith. What? Who Joseph cares? Smith Who cares? is his name. Probably wasn't even his name. No, that was definitely his name. He's a real person. And then he moved out to Utah. I could get into my end of things. I'm not going to. But I do, as I say always, it's a very intriguing religion to me. I don't care what you believe. If you're listening and you're Mormon, good for you. I have no issue with it whatsoever. It's just, it's an intriguing religion. But this is when we get to see Mary and Monica in the dressing room. And this is the perfect ally for Monica. It is, yeah. Mary doesn't need evidence about the other stuff. She doesn't really care that Monica did anything. She just sees an ally against these women that she absolutely hates. And the reasons that she hates these women are so funny to me because it's so, so, so beyond hypocritical. She's mad at them for saying shit. Sometimes they don't even say bad things. That's the hardest thing with Mary. How she perceives the things that they say, whether it's in Heather's book or in a confessional. I didn't think, well, she did, which is a good callback for us. She did say that her chairs looked like Dr. Seuss chairs. But they do. They do, for sure. And they're probably super expensive. And Mary's very eclectic. So she took offense to it. But why? Because but, it's Mary. There's, you don't have to ask why. No, you're right. And that's kind of my point. It's like, this is the perfect moment because we see her. She's like, oh, they're not even letting you talk. Well, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Do you know what she did? Like, do you? I would, I would, love, to under, I would love to know what understanding Mary has oh, God, me too. of what Monica did. Well, like, I, I, I want her to sit down and tell me in her own words what she thinks Monica did to these women. But you know her and Monica have talked about it. So you'd be getting Monica's side of things, one. And two, again, she's so jaded against the other women in the group. There's no she could hear the most scathing evidence ever. She'd be like, mm, "They probably made it up because I don't like them." Yeah, I think this was seeing them interact in the green room before was weird. The way that they embraced each other. You don't see Mary come in and immediately compliment the other person. No. She waits for a compliment, or she insults them, or she insults them. <laughs> but she always waits for a compliment her way before she returns. She came in and called Monica pretty right away. Started complimenting her dress, and it looked like a genuine friendship. Very weird to see with Mary. I think they had a game plan. I think this is what happened. Mary came out hot. Yeah, she, she went she after did. everyone, and she made insult after insult for any person that even looked her way or spoke when she was speaking. This was all for Barry to go out and just throw them all off of Monica. 
Yeah, but I don't think that that was Mary's intention. I, I think, think it was. I think it was a full-on game plan. I think, I think there was a game I think plan. both of them had that. I don't think Mary has the wherewithal to come in there and be like, I'm going to throw them off your scent. I got your back. There's no way. She definitely has, said I got your back. She definitely has her back, but I don't think that she went in there like, oh, I'm going to throw them off the scent. I don't think she's that. Yeah, but this is. I think this is Mary's way of having your back. The, the two okay. are the same. I don't think that she. It's unintentionally throwing yes, them off the scent. Yes, I don't, I don't okay. think that she came into it with the idea of throwing off the scent. Okay. I shouldn't have said that. But her version of having Monica's back is, I'm going to insult the shit out of these women for a half an hour Under while the I'm out there. Of they insulted me first. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so funny. She's so ready to go to war that she's not even listening to what anyone's saying. Angie K says something nice about her, and she goes, Angie, you just got here. Why are you talking? And Angie's like, oh, she had Angie, you. this is your first reunion. You. And she goes, oh, she did? Oh, I, actually, I like Angie. And it's like, oh, here we go. Here comes the roller coaster that is Mary Cosby. You don't know what side of the street but you're on You know what doesn't her. make any sense? And this is what I got out of this. What? Her issue with these women, supposedly is that they don't say things to her face the yeah, way that do. she says things to their face. I, I don't think that they do. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't I think, like, she is very mean, and she says what's on her mind directly into your eyes, no matter how terrible it is. Nobody returns that to her because they're a little afraid of Mary at the end of the day because who the fuck knows what she's going to do or say. Or her church. Here's my problem with that. The she church. likes Monica. No, not the church. <laughs> she likes Monica, and her reason for liking Monica is that she's pretty. Okay, weird. That was one of the um, reasons, yeah. That, that was the only reason that I heard. Monica's on Instagram not saying things to anybody's face. Hiding behind a fake Instagram to make fun of everybody else. Isn't that exactly why you don't like these other women? Why do you like Monica? That's a really good point. I don't think she knows Monica at all. I don't no. think she gives a shit about knowing Monica or understanding who Monica is. I think that she really likes and takes pleasure out of watching the other women squirm. I do too. That's that's, I, that's all it is. That's their common interest. That's what I said. Like they have, they're the perfect allies. And Monica doesn't care too. That's the best part. No, Monica wasn't friends with Jen Shaw. She was using her for leverage. Yep. She's doing the same thing with Mary. She's using Mary because she knows that she's the only one in the group that's not going to be against her. Uh-huh. She set this up. Weeks I don't know. Ago. I, I think she could probably get Whitney on her side. <laughs> I, don't, if, I don't know why, but Whitney has like Whitney has come to uh, Monica's defense a couple times, and she's smiling at her and agreeing. She cried during the mom thing. Like I think it would take very little to sway Whitney to Monica's side. I actually agree with that. Yeah. That's interesting. But as they're working through all the shit with Mary this season, you know the inbred comment comes up, and she's like, "Yeah, I said that." And like again, it's it's just the hypocrisy to me is is laughable. But I guess that's these are the moments in which I'm like, okay. Mary's funny on screen sometimes. This in certain settings. In certain settings, this setting specifically, this was a funny interaction with her for the majority of the time. I'm like, and it's also great for like an episode two where you need some space, and she lands like it right. actually it landed, and that was enough for me to be like, was this the best reunion episode ever? No, no, but was we it, did get something out of it. Right, it's entertaining. I laughed a couple times. She did push the button a little bit. She moved it forward. And got the women uncomfortable, at least, and at leading up to this big drop in episode three, when we have everything kind of come to it, it, it was, it served its purpose. Yeah, for sure. That's so, what I mean. Is she going to hang around for episode three? No. No, no I bet she's out of there. there yeah. yeah, I bet they're going to bounce. Um, but. You think they'll go surprise guest Jen Shaw and she'll like play her no. WWE entrance music? Dun, Glass dun, breaks. Dun, dun. <laughs> 
It's like at the Stone Cold, but yeah. Oh. You want to go John Cena? Sure. I want to go John Cena. I just, I love that one so much. She dug a hole out of her prison. Yep. I, that wouldn't be surprised. Her and uh, Theranos lady probably did. Somebody checked behind that Utah football poster in her cell. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think that she uh, Shawshanked it? Shawshanked it. Shawshanked it out of it. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. Wow. Anybody made that joke yet? I don't think so. Patented. Patented. Yeah, you we got to make that? some t-shirts. Listen, if you hear that shit you didn't hear anywhere, shit. It was from here. Yeah. This is an official copyright of Shawshanked. Wow. We're the... That's, we gotta make some shirts. We need to make a shirt. I wish... too late, God but... Damn it. Why didn't we make this last year? We'd be... Rich. Why are we doing this on our podcast right now? There's thousands of people that are just gonna be like, oh, that's a good one. That's mine now. <laughs> Etsy store's up and running tomorrow. I'm gonna see it's a shit. <laughs> no, we're a year too late anyway. That would have been great last year, but... Do you think Robert Jr.'s married? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I don't care. Did you, I do I not either. care. I don't either. And they, they had no other asking just to like give her some time. Yeah, that personal. was her storyline because she sat around most of the season. She didn't get into any of the shenanigans, if you will. She just sat on the bus and went to McDonald's. She so. literally avoided the shenanigans. And then, you know, we do get a weird story of her hearing her son have sex and making sure that she tells his girlfriend or wife, we don't know, to not, you know, don't give him an ego. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're too loud in there. Don't fake it. Come on now. That was so, it's just, at least she's consistent, man. At least she's consistent. But as we know, there is just like a major disconnect between Whitney and Mary. There always has been, always will be. They've never been able to kind of reach any kind of common ground. And that's because Mary just flat out doesn't like her. And I think that Whitney doesn't know how to talk to Mary. I don't know if anybody really knows how to talk to Mary, but Whitney seems to struggle with it. She tries the most. She tries the most, and that might be her problem. Yeah. Like you're trying too much, and Mary's getting irritated and taking it as yeah. That's I think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah that makes actually more sense. But she at least takes back the predator comment. She was saying that based on the major religion playing a factor because she's used to Mormonism, and then obviously Mary's church is kind of a question mark for a lot of us. A question mark. I'm still waiting for my documentary on. Have yet to get it, but it brings up a very serious accusation, and. Again, the hypocrisy. Mary's like, I've never talked shit about them. I never tweeted about them. All I said was that Whitney's racist. Q tweet of. That's all it says, too. There's nothing clever. Mary just tweeted, and Whitney's a racist. Yep. Period. Which is, that sticks with you. Like, that's something that you can't just throw out there, especially if you don't have evidence to it. And she also says later, Whitney's never done or said anything to me racist. It's her actions, which here's the, and this kind of, it, it draws a parallel to the conversation that we had about Dorit and Garcelle last week. Yes, it does. The way that Whitney responded, I thought was good. It was correct. She understands, and she just wanted to know a little bit more, but she didn't push too hard. And she th- even thanked Mary at the end for saying what she said. Like, yeah. That was crazy to me that Whitney has the wherewithal to do something like that. But Mary didn't show, she didn't give any examples, and obviously you have to tread lightly with something like this, because if Mary's saying it, there could be some evidence out there, and she just doesn't know how to verbalize it, if you will. I I don't know. I I don't know what to make of it. It it just was a throwaway comment that had to be brought up, and I don't get it. Well, I guess my my counter to that would be, her original reason for saying that was that, oh, well, she is in the Mormon church, and the Mormon church is, is built on racism. Right. And look, if you go back into the history of the Mormon church, that's not a lie. They didn't allow black people in the church. If until... you go back in the history of any fucking religion, 
It's yeah, but thing. I agree with Go back that. To the history of just society. I'm not like, saying that at all. No, no, I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. No. What I'm saying is, up until I believe, and I'm going to look it up so I don't get this wrong. But like the Mormon Church did not allow black people in the church until 1978. So to say that it's not built on that, and and I get what you're saying, I understand that. But at yeah. the same time, like this is very fresh, and it's something that has been rampant in the Mormon church. That's partly why Heather left. That's partly why Whitney left. So there's merit to that, which is even funnier that Lisa's like on the sideline, one saying, I'm Mormon, why don't you ask me? And two saying, that's just not true. Look, it can have that history and still stand for something better now. Okay, like two can be true, but you cannot turn a blind eye to the fact that that's a real thing because there's people still alive today that could not have gone to the Mormon church back in 1978. Right. So there's a that's a dangerous game to play where you just want to die on the hill of like, oh, no, that's not true. Don't say that about my religion. Like, no, that's a fact. You can look it up. It's real. And if that is Mary's reason, that's one thing, all right? But the fact that she says that's the reason and then about five minutes later starts claiming microaggressions, I'm not saying that they're non-existent. I'm not saying that she hasn't experienced those with Whitney. They might have happened. I'm saying it's a dangerous game to play when you give one example, change your answer, and throw out there that Whitney's a racist, but then finish it with, she's never done or said anything racist to me. Yeah. That paints Whitney, as Whitney says, in a really bad light. And again, as you said, this is a sensitive subject. I'm treading lightly. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm trying to lay out the evidence that I saw on TV because I think it's important in a situation like this. Yeah, it's it's a tough conversation to have, but it, at the end of the day, it's Mary. So it is we Mary. don't really know. It is Mary. She just kind of says shit. Yeah. So it such... could just be because she doesn't like her. It, it, could like, it could be as simple as that, and that's just what she decided to say. I don't know. We don't know enough to actually talk more about it. Yeah, I agree. But to your point that she just kind of says things, Andy asks her, okay, well, what's your reaction to uh, to watching the finale? And she says, honestly, I thought it was a little over the top. How? <laughs> I don't Ow. think she understands it. I don't think she I don't gets. I think she has any idea. I think you know I, why. Why she doesn't care. Yeah, she truly doesn't care. I actually don't even think she watched it. I, I take oh. it a step further. I don't think she even watched any part of the season. That's actually a really good point. Except for the parts that involved her. That entire episode. That entire no, trip, no, that no. entire trip had nothing to do with her. False, because she brings up multiple confessionals, all of which she was involved in. That's also true. Yes. So she only watched the, okay. She only watched the episodes that she was in slash when she was mentioned. Got it. Got it. Got almost it. like she did like a Google search for scenes with her name in it. So was even that, if a confessional was that happened, a plug for Google. <laughs> yeah, dude. What a what a sponsorship day we have today. <laughs> We're just trying to reach new audiences. Yeah. <laughs> I actually binged it. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Asked Jeeves. Thing. I asked Jeeves that, but. Uh, we do get another recording from Heather, and I want to know where she gets these recordings from. I think that they're from the rest of this shadow government that's running this account. I think I know where they're from. Oh, go on. They're from Jen. Oh. Oh. Jen got mentioned in the, when did, they were playing the audio clip. Jen said that, but that was Monica Monica's talking response? about Jen saying it. Yes. Was she talking to Jen? Possibly. Oh my God! We All might she said was, Jen's "You have to hear the other person's." Oh, yeah. Fuck. What if it is Jen? And then we hear Jen. Jen is week. the shadow government. No, I, I. It's a possibility. That's my fun possibility. Obviously, the most logical is that 
other or people. Marulo or whatever his name is. Yeah. All these who's also associated with Jet. All so. these attention seeking Shaw Squad people that just want their fifteen minutes now. Everyone's throwing everybody under Jen's the bus. Jen's in prison. They're not getting paid anymore. That's exactly Monica what got out of being the assistant. And she went to the housewife show and he's getting paid by Bravo. Making six figs. Everybody else that was associated with Jen is no longer getting paid by Jen. So they want to try to get their uh, their fame. They just they trampled over each other to try to get on screen. And the best and part is no one's out. getting credit. No, and no one cares. By the way, every time I see that dude, I'm like, okay, buddy, I don't believe anything you're saying. I'm sure all of this is true, but you probably are the one that set it up. Anytime Monica says anything, you probably set it up. Anytime Tanisha says anything, I'm like, you probably set it up. I don't believe any of y'all. So like, shut up, go away. Yeah, I hope they answer where these audios are coming from. I don't think that Heather's going to burn her source though. I don't know. I don't. I can't, I don't know what to expect anymore. I think Monica has to know where they came from. Monica though, right? keeps saying, "Play the full clip." Also, what is the clip? Like, what is it? Somebody recording in their pocket? Were they illegally recording your conversation? It sounded like a phone call. Okay, so are they illegally recording your phone call? Not like, it. why? I don't know. How are we getting that? I, I'm less concerned with who gave it to them and more. Under what context are these conversations happening? Because that, that's two in a row now that we just hear Monica saying whatever the fuck she wants to say. Like I, I don't think it's an Instagram live. No, no, absolutely it's not, not something that they put out on social media. So where are these clips coming from? Somebody recorded something somewhere. Is it illegal in Utah? But I don't know because I mean she recorded everything. Like she recorded Jen Shaw's security camera. She recorded conversations. She had Tanisha recorded voicemail. Oh, Tanisha. She recorded all the voice memos from her, and there was back and forth. If you, there, that's right. There was a screenshot of like Monica or Tanisha's chat with one another, and it said Tanisha saved voice chat. Tanisha saved like she saved every single thing that Monica ever sent. She saved. I was up to something nefarious, and I'm just sitting back and I'm I'm shooting the shit with you via voice memo, and I start seeing steel saved voice chat. Probably gonna stop, I'm right? Probably gonna stop talking. Yeah, I'd probably still. stop too because that'd be pretty <laughs> dumb to keep Fucking going. Morons. Clearly, they're saving evidence. Like what? What do you? What was her excuse? Save this for. I gotta listen to it later. What? I need to take notes. You just responded. What do you mean you have to listen later? Yeah, no, I'm gonna take notes on it later to break it down and analyze it further. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't think that this plan was. Super I don't think Monica is the smartest person in the world, but that is something that I, I feel like should be a red flag. Super manipulative and conniving, and can like. There's. I think she can work her way out of a lot of situations. And I'm curious how she's going to try to do it this time because I think there's too much evidence against her. I think once we start to get into next week and we really start to break down the reality of Antis, I would imagine that if they have the uh, voice memos, we're going to see a lot more evidence from the other side of the couch. I think that burn book might land a little bit, but yeah. I think they're going to have rebuttals to a lot of it. Just from an entertainment standpoint, I'm not saying that I'm defending Monica or I want her to win this at all. I just want to see a little bit more of an even match. I want to see Monica pull out this burn book and actually have real receipts, pull out her phone. Maybe she's got some audio. Maybe she's got some saved DMs and stuff to the account from the other women. I need to see it all. I agree. And I look, this is where I'm I'm hopeful. And I'm like, maybe we get it because we've gotten it. it it's I'll tell you what, I'm happy that it's a three-parter. I'm okay with this. I am too. This is the so first that, I time. I think that just goes to show you. Yep. It's the first time we've had a three-parter that I'm excited for the third part. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. That is exciting. That is exciting. Look at us. Excited. All excited. Until I bring up the Philadelphia Eat. Clap your hands, everybody. But that takes us to the questions, so let's jump right in. Up first from You Can't Call Me Val. Do you think Mary will be back next season? 
That's a good question. I'm going to say no. I don't think that she comes back. I don't think so either because I think she pissed Andy off. I think she pissed Andy off, and I think that she realized she doesn't really want to do what Bravo wants her to do. And rather than fight with them, she's probably just going to move on. Yeah. Do a documentary about her church. You can't call me Val, ask two questions. I usually like to, you know, mix it up, but I forgot to mention this, so I'm going to bring it up. What's worse, commenting on someone's home decor or calling them inbred? Mary seems to think making fun of their home is worse. I would say that claiming your parents were related is is way, way worse. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to Mary, one was said to her and one was said by her. The one that was said to her is more offensive. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Uh, okay, moving on. Oh, interesting. From Kelly2422, Monica needs to stop making dumb little lies up. It would be better if she owned things more. Do you agree with I that? I do agree with that. Yeah, I wanted I that since the since the finale. I wanted her to own it immediately. Just be the villain. Yeah. Yeah, Lean I like into that. it, especially if you're only going to get one season out of this, which it looks like you will, because nobody's going to want to work with you. Nobody wants to film a scene with you, especially next year. Lean into it. Like, this is your last hurrah. Get out there. Be the villain. Yeah. Somebody Diana Jenkins, her. you wanted your villain? Ah, here we go for our uh, our resident fashionista, old uh, Shute Magute. That's your fashionista name, Shute Magute. Yeah, it's uh, it's Italian, French and Italian, both. Yeah, you're that's how fashionista you are. How about that? Yeah, you were born uh, in Paris. Regard. You're born in Paris, Italy. Now you're born in Paris, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> From Emma Charles, need to know if you guys have an opinion on Whitney's outfit and hair. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that she knew what she was dressing for. I, I, think, <laughs> she, I think she completely forgot what the theme was. Everybody else is fine. Like I have no issues. I, I don't think they look great. I think that compared to the other reunions, like Southern Charm, everybody hit the Dapper Gang. Everybody yeah. knows exactly what they're doing. I feel like for this one, Whitney did not know what she was doing. She heard. I guess Caribbean and decided That's the vibe to I get. the beachy vibe. Like but a, there's snow everywhere. I don't know who to blame. Production. You commented on the amount of necklaces that she had on. I did. There's a lot oh, of necklaces. Okay. You're I starting just, to. You're picking it up. I'm. Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're teaching me the ways of, uh, you know, fashion school in Paris, Texas. So I appreciate there you. There you go. That. But um, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else there, pal? I do not. Well, don't forget, we have our live show next week, Thursday night. Go get your tickets now. Come hang out with us. Green Room 42 in Times Square, New York City. The bros are taking over the Big Apple. And you know, just keep an eye on stuff next week. Keep an eye on stuff next week. That's all we can say. Just keep an eye on yeah. stuff next week. Keep an eye out for us. Yeah. Next week. When we pop up. Just, you know. We'll be around. Yeah. We're out of here, though. See ya. Bye. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.